Salmon River Country. I'm Mike Palmer. I'm the pastor of Salmon Valley Baptist Church, and it is great to be with you today on KSRA Radio. And as always, I'm Trey Sapp. We want to welcome our listeners from the Into the Western Wild podcast. We are thrilled you're here with us, coming to you from the banks of the Salmon River. Garden Spot of the Mountain West. It's uh, it's an exciting day to continue in uh, in our Second Peter passage here. We're going to be in verse four today, and and I was just kind of thinking as we start this one off, Mike. I was thinking about Peter, the author of this book, because here uh, we're we're about to see a gift given in this passage. Yep. But this gift is not coming from Peter. No. Not coming from any human source. This gift is coming from the Lord. But this is uh, a firsthand witness. This is Peter saying, hey, I've received this. Oh, yeah. I want you to know about it. Yeah. I want you to understand yeah. it. And Peter's a pretty cool character in the Bible. Peter is uh, a disciple of Jesus, kind of a leader of the disciples in a sense, but not because he was particularly uh, influential guy. This is a fisherman dude. I mean, this is a guy that's, he's rough around the edges. He's impulsive. Small uh, businessman. Small businessman. Small business owner. He uh, yeah. he uh, sometimes speaks or acts before his brain catches up with himself. And I can identify with talk, some of we're that. We're still talking about Peter, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I kind of identify with some of that. Yeah. His mouth writes some checks that his body can't That's cash. Right. You know? He, and that we see that now. To be fair, this is all before the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, there's a lot that changes at that. There's point. There's a lot that changes after the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost in Acts chapter two. But uh, yeah, prior to that, you know, he's kind of boisterous every now and then, and kind of braggadocious on yeah. some things every now and then, and maybe even a little, you know, high horse every <laughs> now and then, and and. Uh, if you've ever known just kind of an old fisherman, I want you to kind of think of Peter like that, you yeah. know, old oh, yeah. grizzled kind of fisherman. Because, because what we're about to get into here, I mean, it is it is richer than than some high end academic theological books I've read. No, I mean, I've read I've read systematic theology books that are thicker than the Bible, and I, I didn't yeah. particularly love every moment of it. No, no. And in a sentence here, Peter's about to blow all of that away. Yeah, yeah. He, he's about to write some of the most high-end theology that you've ever seen, and and it's because the Holy Spirit is using, and Jesus has changed this, this kind of rough-around-the-edges fisherman, and that's awesome. Peter knows everything that he's writing. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this, but he knows the difference that God makes in a life. That's right. He absolutely recognizes and sees because he knows what his life was like before Christ, and he knows what his life is like on this side yeah. of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and and this guy who... um you know, made some pretty big statements and bold statements and promises that he could not keep and fainted in or ran from, fainted wasn't the right word, but ran from and and avoided confrontation at the least little side of it, becomes someone who would stand before a court yeah. and go, oh, you want me to do that? No, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm going to follow Jesus and do what the Holy Spirit says. You guys can deal with me how you want to. And a guy who would eventually, according to, to, to church tradition and history, um, would die for his faith. So we're talking about a guy here that when we read this stuff, 
he is a living example that this stuff is true. Right. He understood it. Not because he he's so it. good, but because no. he's experienced it. That's right. Because God's good. So let me read this passage to you. This is coming right off the heels of, P- of Peter's introduction of the of the letter. This is coming right off the heels of verse 3, where, where Peter reminds us that we have been given everything we need for life and for godliness because of our relationship with God, because of the Holy Spirit. And in verse 4, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, says this, And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. There's a lot riding on his, on on the promises of God in this verse. There are. I, I, it, there's some just some things to me, and and maybe not for everybody, but for me, if I stop and I ponder that, man, this is a place where we can. We talk about meditating on scripture, thinking, contemplating on scripture, and I say we talk about it. We're going to here for just a second. Um, it's easy sometimes just to read across words on a page, and not really let them sink in or soak in. But uh, if, if, you, if, you, if you're listening this week and you just wanted to think about one thing as a result of this today, just every day for a few days, just think on and meditate on the idea of, of God has given. Yeah. Just, just mull that over in your brain. You say, Mike, that, that's what you've got out of this. Well, actually, that's where we start. Yeah. Um. If you go, look back at verse 3, it says, By His divine power, God has given yes. everything we need for living a godly life. And then verse 4, And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us. Um, if, if you just stop and just think about God has given to humanity, to human beings, to me personally, to you, to Simon Peter, obviously, um, that alone, just that idea to me is overwhelming and incredible. Yeah. And then if you want to have some fun, just get on a computer and 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 and, and start finding the places where in the Bible it says God has given or God gave. That's right. And and just meditate on that idea, that thought. And uh and then my mind quickly goes to the book of James where it says every good and perfect gift comes down to us from the Father of lights. You know, everything we've been given that's good, everything that we've been given is perfect, comes to us from God. Yeah. But the idea that God has given, Trey, what um, what requirement does God have to give you or I anything? Oh, yeah. No, that, that's the important piece of this is this is, it is not because he has to, it's because he chooses to. Yeah. That's and that's how gifts are. That's right. Gifts not a gift if it's required. A gift is a gift if it is freely given and freely received. And he has given us in this case we're talking about his promises, but like you said, if you chase that theme through the Bible, he is he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. He has given us Jesus, he has given us the Holy Spirit, he has given us salvation, he has given us life itself. He's given us eternity. He's it just goes on and on yeah. and on. And yeah. and the reality is, apart from God, none of that stuff, not only is it not given, it's, it is, doesn't exist. Yeah. The reason that James says that every good and perfect thing comes from him is because that means 
there is nothing good apart from him. No. So he has not disengaged from us. He has not disengaged from the world. He has not disengaged from people. He has continued to give good gifts to people that do not deserve it. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm still tying back to verse three there. It's by his power that he's given these things. By his divine power. My my grandson just had a birthday. Um, you just had a birthday. I've got a birthday. This week is a really strong week, really. It is. A it's lot a lot of strong, great people. A lot born. of great people born <laughs> this week. Um, but <laughs> that's cheesy. But um you, you know, by my power, I gave my grandson by my power in Amazon. Uh, I gave my grandson, you know, presents. He doesn't live here in, in Salmon, and 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 the best way to get a present to him is not for me to buy it and UPS it or FedEx it. It's just to buy something on Amazon and send it his way. I've got uh, resource limitations. <laughs> That's right. Right. I can give him a gift, um, and and I look. I love him, and I want to give him things, and I do. I absolutely do. Um, but I have resource limitations in comparison to, you know, it, it's by my, it, boy, if we want to put it in earthly terms, I'm giving him a gift based on my earning power, uh, based on the fact that I'm old enough not to have a house payment anymore, you know, those kinds of things, you know, <laughs> my, but I've got resources to give from God by his divine power. Yeah. What do we know about the power of God? Unlimited resources. He's all powerful. Yeah. He's all powerful. So by by the unlimited divine power of God, he has given. And because of, and I love this, we're still just talking about he has given. We hadn't got to what he's given yet. I'm still just blown away by that God gives. But because of his glory and his excellence. I mean, it's like, it's almost like according to myself and just who I am and the greatness and the magnitude of who I am, God is saying. Man, these are grace gifts. They're undeserved, but they're incredible. They're incredible. And man, I'm I'm tiny. Man, Trey, I'm small. Um, you, you know, we may be sitting here, we may think we're a big deal every now and then, but we're, we're, we're really not. We're, we're really just not that big a deal. Um, uh, la- last Monday, I, I started my morning off and, and, uh, Trey, I went to several businesses in town, did business. I, I met some people around the community that morning. Sure. I met some new people, introduced myself, you know, and then, you know, about 1030 in the morning, you pointed out to me that my shirt was on inside out. Um, <laughs> I'm just not that big a deal. <laughs> and it was a good Monday until I realized my shirt was on inside out. And it's like, hey, I went looked, and looked in I'm the mirror. out for you. I went and looked in the mirror and I was like, what an idiot, you know? <laughs> what an idiot. I'm just not that big a deal. And yet God, yeah. in the overwhelmingness of who he is, in his unlimited power, in his unmatched glory, and in the perfection of his excellence, God gives. Yeah. And it's not prideful. It is it is him being accurate when he talks about his glory and excellence. Right. And when we talk about his glory and excellence. Uh, I think about those times in the Old Testament where the Lord is is making a promise based on something. He's looking around. There's no better thing to uh 
to to promise behind. So he's like, I, I swear on myself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I swear on myself. Yeah. yeah. Because of my great name. Yeah. That's not a prideful God. That is a God that's saying, no, 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 listen. Who, you I, gonna, who, I, who, who else you going to give it on? I right? am great. Right. And you need to recognize that. But but listen, um, it's appropriate to recognize that. Yeah. That's, this is how life is designed. Yeah. And so his promises. Yeah. Are based on His glory and excellence. We we are we know those promises are secure because they are based in who He is. It's not a promise of He hopes to or wants to. It's a promise of He will. Yeah, and it's as good as done. Yeah. So by His divine power and because of His glory and excellence, God has given these great and precious promises. Now, now you may want to go. Wait a minute, he's all that, and he's giving us promises. Well, let's back up for a second. Great, magnificent, or strong. These are large promises, Trey. That's right. (laughs) These are huge promises, and they're precious. They're desirable, or they're dear. Um, uh, There's there's something that's just, you know, again, desirable is just the best word. These are dear. They're close. There's something you want. There's something you desire to have. God has given us these promises. Yeah. And that's a big word. I mean, it sums up a lot of what we find in the Bible, but I mean, this would include promises of, of salvation, of eternity, of this is those good gifts we've been talking about. Yeah. This this is the Lord saying, I'm never going to flood the earth again. When we see a, a rainbow in the sky, that starts with God. Yeah. You know, that is his promise, but but his promises are so much more. Um his promises of basically sharing all of himself and everything he has with us. Now, that's a big, he is promising to share all of himself and everything he has with us. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's a hint and a peek into some of these, pro- we could chase the promises of God through the Bible for for weeks and weeks and weeks and not exhaust it. But, there's there's something about the attributes of these promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. Once again, that God would give us anything is his grace, his mercy, his love for us is incredible. But Trey, it says that he enables us. These promises enable us to share his divine nature. Yeah. He's sharing everything he has and everything he is. Now, Mike, I've heard that verse talked about kind of like we become gods or gods in all of us. And and that's not where this isn't about our divinity. It's about his. No, it's about his. And and it's it's. it's more about being like God than being God. That's for sure. And I get irritated when I hear, well, God's just in everything. Oh, that's sweet. But it's uh, God's omnipresent. He's everywhere. No doubt about it. But um, God's in everything. No, no, there's not, there's not a part of me that's godly except God is in me. Yeah. There's not a piece of me. Yeah, that's godly. There's not anything about me that's godly except that I am and you are. All of us are created in the image of God. We are image bearers of God. Yeah. But this says that we can, he enables. These are the promises that enable you. So that means he enables us 
to share in his divine nature or to be like God. And Trey, this has everything to do with not me becoming a God. Boy, don't we want to be God? We want to be in control. There's a lot of people that are their own God. Oh, yeah. They're going to run their life, and yours too if they get a chance. Uh, they want to be in charge. They want to be in control. And they think they are. Listen, I'm a control freak. How many times have you driven when you and I go on a road trip? <laughs> Only when you're pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I have to be in control, but just go ahead and give me the keys. Um, <clears throat> you know, because and, and and I trust your driving. That's not the issue. That is not the issue. It's not. Um, I'm just going to drive. I can't explain that. I can't even defend it. Um, there are people out there that are listening to this going, mm, I get you, Mike, I feel you. And there are other people <laughs> are going, man, I'll sit over on that driver's side, let you drive till I sweat. It won't bother me. Um, some of us are control freaks. We just are. But I know that about myself. But I also know um, that I'm not in control of anything. Mm, that's right. I'm not in control of anything. And uh, for you folks out there that think, man, I am in control, you need to spend the day with a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you, you may be in control, but when that kid cries and wants to eat, or that kid, or when that kid pees on you or throws up on you or whatever the case may be, guess what? You are not in control. Yeah. You know, you can just take a, spend a day with a two-year-old and you find out who's in control. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm not in control of anything. <laughs> has nothing to do with control, has nothing to do with power, has nothing to do with I'm going to become a God or I'm going to be a God. That's not in Scripture anywhere. It is not in the Bible everywhere. This has everything to do with the immortality of God, the eternalness of God, because through a relationship with Him, He gives us eternal life, Yeah, a, a life that's in His presence. There's no more sin that's not my nature. There's no more sadness. That's not this world we live in. Um, there, there's all that Scripture says about what heaven and eternity will be like. No more pain, no more suffering, on and on and on. That's what it means to talk about sharing in his nature. Yeah. We, we are not uh, eternally alive of our own power. Yeah. But he has promised that we will live eternally with him. And in that aspect, we share in his nature. Yeah. What you're describing sounds like an exchange. That it, on my own, in my human nature, I am, I'm stuck in death and sin. That's right. But there's an exchange that takes place in yep. a relationship with Christ that he, uh, he doesn't awaken some divine nature in me. What he does is he literally shares himself with me, yeah, and he changes my nature. It right. goes from being dead in sin to alive in Christ. Right. We share in his life. We share in his reward. We we have an exchange that only takes place because he he freely gives, and so it's not based on me. It's based on him, and and that, boy. Mike, I don't know if I can even describe that in enough words, but that's enough, man. That's oh, yeah. enough for me. No, no. <laughs> Verse four is overwhelming to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, you know, it had me at God has given. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still going to be dwelling on that, but we don't we don't need to forget the rest of this passage. Please don't 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 hear me saying that because it's a big deal to understand what it means to share 
in the divine nature of God. It's a big deal to understand that and not make, um, honestly, we can make more of it. And I, I mean that gently as I say that because because what it is is pretty huge, but we can, let, let me say it this way, we can turn it into something it's not and make it about us instead of about him. That's a great way to say it. This This is not describing an upgrade for me and you. No. This is describing how amazing the Lord is and saying, and, and it's an invitation to be a part of that. Right. Right. And that is that is awesome. Right. Because <laughs> that, that keeps the focus where it's supposed to be on but, Christ. So let's so let's not get hung up here. These promises, right? These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and there's more to this. Escape the world's corruption that's caused by human desires. Yeah. In other words, this word escape, man, uh 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 it literally is to run away. It, it it it's to flee from to get away from right you know um, as if you're being hunted yeah. or something uh, the antonyms of this is to hunt yeah. or to seek out or to search down you know to hunt I mean it's really it's 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 a pretty strong hunt concept here um, and I don't mean I'm not trying to be pro hunting this I'm just telling you that's what the 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 concept is to run away to run away to escape like a deer that's running from somebody's trying to shoot it or something like that or an animal from a trap god's promises that he has given us allow us to they give us the ability to escape the sin and corruption of this world caused by human desires in other words our own carnal lustful strong desires that are inappropriate or ungodly. Um, that's a pretty big deal, too. Yeah. That stuff is the stuff that seems fun in the moment and yet kills us in the end. Well, absolutely. That I mean, and that's what he's saying is we can, we don't have to be trapped in that. We can literally escape from it because of what, of this promise that he's making. I can't say I can't help it. Right. Literally, maybe myself, I can't. But in a relationship with Jesus Christ, he's given us the promises and the power. By his power, he's given us the ability to actually say, oh, I can't help it. Because he's given me an out. He's given me a way. He's given me the strength. We find these promises in Scripture. I, I did a, a mic Amplified version of this passage. Um, and and so just bear with me. Um, <laughs> and I start back in verse 3 where it says, by his divine power. By means of God's gift of salvation, he has given to you his dear and strong promises so that through them you may escape your strong appetite for moral decay or rottenness or corruption that is so common in this world and become sharers of his divine nature. That, that's my exemplified version. Yeah. You know, just just the way I, I kind of put these two verses, by means of the, God's gift of salvation— He's given to you his dear and strong promises so that there's a reason for this. There's a result of that. Through them, you can escape your strong appetite for moral decay that is so common in this world and become sharers or partakers in his divine nature. That's incredible, Trey. The, uh, the exchange is kind of scary at times because we think we're giving up something. But what this passage highlights so clearly is that we're not giving up anything we're gaining. We're gaining. We are losing stuff that's 
corruption. The that's stuff just that kills us. Stuff that's messing us up anyway. That's the stuff we're sacrificing. Yeah. And what we're gaining is <laughs> part, it's all of himself and all, all that he has and all that he is. That's what we're gaining. Right. We're gaining him. Right. The greatest thing. Right. That's not, that's not, that's not much of a sacrifice. <laughs> that's well worth it. That's like the, that's like exchanging the, the baseball card of, of the guy that's bunting for a Mickey Mantle rookie card right there. Right. That's exactly that, that, right. That's a dumb exchange. <laughs> yeah. But boy, yeah. it works out good. <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance to trade me for LeBron James, take LeBron, you know? Um, yeah. That's it. I, I don't want us to run out of time. I've I, I got one more question, a couple of answers here, real quick. Why are these promises of God so precious? And so strong and so desirable. And I got two answers for that. One, just because of what God's promised us here. He's promised us everything that we need to have a godly life. And everything we need in this life and everything that's necessary that we need for eternal life. And that's a huge deal. And the second thing is, it's everything that you can accomplish, God can. Wow. Say that one more time, because that's big. I know. <laughs> I agree. Everything that you can't accomplish, God can. Right. Right? I can't do this, I'm weak, right? And and Scripture says, in your weakness, I'm strong. I, I can't understand this, I don't understand this. And Jesus my, says, my spirit will lead you in all understanding. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I don't know what to say to other people. I don't know how to share Christ or anything like that. I don't know what to do if I get put on the spot. Jesus says, don't worry about what you're going to say. My spirit will bring to mind my teaching. Yeah. Everything I'm insufficient at, Christ is full. And he and it covers it. And and the second reason is because God's unique power to keep his promises. That's a big deal. Because, Trey, I can make a promise and not live up to it. Right. I can make a promise and the plane can be late, and that's all it took. Yeah. I wasn't in control anymore. Yeah. You and I can make a promise, and, and there could be a storm and the weather related. Well, There's all kinds of excuses. And and we're we're reading from an author that said Peter says to Jesus, "I will never leave you," and then denies him that night. Yeah, yeah like three hours and later. So he's, this he's is the author away. saying, "But I want you to know about the promises of God." That's exactly right, because of God's unique power to keep His promises. Second Corinthians one twenty says all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen ascends to the to God for his glory. You read that and say, well, all of God's promises haven't been fulfilled. Uh, yes, they have. They may not have taken place yet. But listen, a God who can tell you I'm going to send my son and he's going to live a sin-free life and he's going to die and be resurrected. Listen. That proves that any other promise that he has coming, it, yeah. that's going to be okay, too. That's right. That's going to be okay, too. He's given us the example of I can keep all of my promises through the life, the de- death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm. The God who could raise his son from the dead, who promises that you can be like me, he can keep that promise, and he's proven it through Jesus Christ. Yeah. The access point to this is through a relationship with Jesus. That means you access the promises of God, life in Jesus, and even this sharing in, in God's divine nature is accessed through 
a relationship with Jesus. And if, if you don't know him today, we want you to know that you are loved, that he loves you. God loves you so much that Jesus died for you and that salvation is available to you. I want to invite you to pray with me and, and uh, maybe in your own words, but pray to ask Jesus to come into your life, to change you, to save you and forgive you of your sins. And and uh, let me lead that prayer right now. God, I know that I'm a sinner in need of your grace. I've messed up and I want you to forgive me. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to live a perfect life that I couldn't live. I believe he died on the cross, was buried and rose again that I can be forgiven. God, forgive me. Save me, Lord. Come live in my heart and be the king of my life. Amen. And friend, if, if you prayed that for the first time today, we want to talk to you and we want to we want to walk these first steps with you. You can reach us at salmonvalleybaptist.org. There on the connect page, you can you can get a hold of Pastor Mike and myself. We can hear about what's going on in your life, and uh, we'd love to hear what God is doing and how we can help, how we can pray for you. We're excited about what God's doing in you and through you, and we're excited about being with you next time on Into the Western Wild.